After more than six months in the making, the much-anticipated review into the Reserve Bank will be handed to Treasurer Jim Chalmers later today. The independent review is likely to recommend a dramatic shake-up in the way that the RBA operates and could also overhaul the role of RBA board members who've signed off on 10 consecutive interest rate rises since May. For more, I spoke a short time ago with our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Well, Sally, this review ordered last July by Treasurer Jim Chalmers could see the biggest shake-up of the Reserve Bank since it was given full independence from government in the mid-1990s. Among a range of potential land shifts, a big one goes right to the heart of interest rates, and that's the future of the RBA's 2 to 3% inflation target. Inflation, as we know, is now well above that at 6.8%. So given 10 interest rate rises since May, is that blunt interest instruments of rates to control inflation, the hard medicine that's really needed. Also, should interest rates be set by a board of economic specialists rather than the current board led by RBA Governor Philip Lowe, but mainly made up of business figures. There's also a push for better communication, more press conferences to better explain complex decisions. Treasury recently advertised for the first time for new external board members, so could that include a union representative which would be hot politically. But the big question is whether or not Philip Lowe could be axed because of that now career-defining signal in late 2020 that the cash rate would probably stay near zero until 2024. He now concedes some borrowers saw that as a promise. Economist Warren Hogan, an advisor at Juday Bank, thinks Mr Lowe will probably have to walk the plank as a result of the review, but he believes Mr Lowe should have been reined in by other members of the RBA board. My criticism of the existing board is that they don't have the depth of knowledge and the, the time spent in analysing the economy to really cross-check what the RBA's view is. And they should have known and should have pulled the RBA governor and the, his senior team up on this forward guidance for 2024. They should have known that this was uh, a risky ploy, that the benefits for getting the economy moving were outweighed by the risks, the risks which have all been borne out, of course, and of course have not only probably cost the governor his job, but each of those board members, their position uh, when their term expires. Philip Lowe's credibility and reputation has been badly damaged by that uh, 2024 call. Is he going to survive this review? I, I can't see how the government will reappoint him. They certainly haven't gone to any great lengths to defend him or the RBA's board's monetary policy. Um, and I think it would be politically risky for them now to, to reappoint the governor. So I think we will get a change. And it's unfortunate because if it is because of the bad forward guidance that the governor does not get a full 10-year term as his predecessors have, it's ironic and unfortunate because prior to the pandemic, Governor Lowe was at the forefront globally of pushing back on easy monetary policy. He was resisting it. And of course, that's what's ended up catching him out. Um, and it's very unfortunate that it's all ended this way. Is there a chance, though, that Philip Lowe might be reappointed for a shorter period, maybe two years or so? Look, I'd like to think so, because I think his experience and underlying disposition to be a conservative central banker who takes a long-term view of monetary policy will serve us well in this tricky time. And changing governors, I think it's unfortunately just the reality of when the reviews come around.
But there could be an argument to say reappoint him for a year because we have such a difficult period. And then beyond that, we'll look to the next governor. Up until now or recent years or before the pandemic, uh, matters in front of the Reserve Bank were seen as being pretty dry and the sort of thing that I guess you and I would talk about. But there's so much more public interest in this. Has there in a way been a benefit that the public has wanted to know more about the way that the Reserve Bank operates, even though that's because their mortgage repayments are going high? I'd have to say at this stage of the game, no. I'd like to see us go back to um, a world where there wasn't as much introspection and, and, and criticism of the RBA. It's been politicised in this country more than in other countries. I also think it's because, although independent politicians have tried to use the state of the monetary policy and interest rate cycle to their political benefit. I think this quest for uber transparency is is misguided. And I think this is where the accountability has got to increase, but I'm not sure about the transparency because central banks need to be able to change as they need. And you saw that. You could argue that the forward guidance of 2024 for no rate change from Governor Lowe was part of transparency and it's it's failed them. So Peter, how long before we actually get to see the final report of this review? Well, we're expecting uh, the review to be delivered to Treasurer Jim Chalmers sometime today. Then he'll have to read it, take some advice from Treasury and go to Cabinet for sign-off on what recommendations they want to accept. Uh, Dr Chalmers has said the full review and the government's uh, decision will be made public before the May budget. It could be out by the end of April. Philip Lowe's term expires in September and Jim Chalmers says there'll be a decision on his fate by June. That's our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.